0: The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, June 5th, 2023. The woman
1: in your life who will do what she must do To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life She can rest so easily She does everything you do the woman
2: in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and my co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken.
0: Good morning, Elaine.
2: Oh, I'm so excited. We're here live in the studios of KBBF 89.1 FM in Calistoga, Santa Rosa, and I have some, I can't believe it. I have a full room this morning. I have three wonderful, wonderful women that are joining me. I have a very special guest this morning. Joining me in the studio is Jane Sorison, a band leader and founder of the Pointless Sisters, who will be performing uh, June 9th at the Hood uh, at the uh, Hood Mansion, what is that called? The Mansion at the Hood uh, na- Regional Park in Santa Rosa. They're going to be doing a, a fund uh, fundraiser for Peace Town, and also joining me in the studio this morning uh, are two wonderful, two wonderful women, and that's uh, Amy Nycap, the president of the Sonoma County chapter the National Organization for Women. Now, uh, a little trivia: Now, nationally, claims over five hundred thousand members. Oh, boy, women are definitely on the move. Also joining on the studio is my dear, dear friend. I call her my sister friend, mm-hmm. uh, Celeste Austin. She's an activist in our community, and she's also a very, very active part in the June t- uh, Juneteenth Planning Committee. Uh, we're going to be having the Juneteenth Festival at the Martin Luther King Park on June 17th, and Celeste is very Very much, and also Celeste is in a woman-loving relationship with a wonderful woman, Linda Franklin, and I must say, both of them are my sister friends. And we are going; we will be talking about uh, both of both uh, Celeste and Amy will be giving us a firsthand report on the pride on the pride uh, parade that happened in Santa Rosa on Saturday, June second, in downtown Santa Rosa and some of their issues and concerns, and also the the, really the excitement about the parade. And I was really sorry I could not attend uh, out there, you know, to be there. And Women's Spaces was so, even though we weren't there, we were very proud of the event, and so proud of the city of Santa Rosa and Sonoma County for their openness. And from what I understand, it was really interesting. I was reading the Press Democrat, and I love their headline, Purpose and Passion. You know, we do the Women's Basis Pledge. My self-esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. My self-esteem depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power. And and a lot of purpose and passion comes from the idea of having a strong sense of self-esteem and saying, I am who I am. I have a right to be here. I have a right to stand up. And I'll tell you something, our gay and lesbian community and all the other gender I, you know i get a little bit confused at all the categories and maybe celeste can explain it a little bit better for us but i am so proud that that how hard they have worked i mean when you look when you look at the history you know, you know this is what they call Gay Pride Month, and I remember when I lived when I lived in New York. I lived in New York for about four years, and I remember the the community. It was in the in the uh, Greenwich Village, and all the talk because there had been this horrible, horrible thing that had happened. There was a, let's see, what was the name of that? Let's see, it's us see, Stonewall. Uh, the Stonewall. It was the Stonewall Inn where the uh, police had busted in and just beat beat the heck out of these people. And instead of going into their corner and saying, oh, my God, things is helpless, they came out in a strong force. And here we are in 2023, claiming that the Pride Parade here in Sonoma County was one of the biggest ones they had so far. So it's amazing. We have come a long way. But in my mind, in my mind, we have to, we have a long way to go. Well... As you know, Ken and I, we went on a great short vacation last week. We went up to the redwoods, and it was a—it truly was a vacation that we needed. I felt like, oh wow! I mean, we had a little cabin, we had our own little kitchen, and we just—it was, was a good—it was a good vacation, wasn't it, Ken?
3: I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, it really was, and and we were able to rerun the show. And I want to thank all the staff here at KBBF for for being so diligent and making sure that the show went on the area in a in a timely way and what was happening is and i just want to do a shout out to my my granddaughter-in-law amber jensen who organized this whole event this whole vacation for all of us and we were celebrating her mother Lori thompson's 60th birthday so i want to say happy 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 birthday to Lori. it's really it's really an amazing an amazing uh milestones my God, I can't believe it was 23 years ago when I was 60. Jesus, where has all the time gone? I mean, it's, it, it just, it just, it's just frustrating to me sometimes when I think about how fast it's all flying. Well, I just wanna mention, I, did I lose my notes on this? But I'll mention anyway. Uh, on June 2nd, uh, President Biden uh, named, uh, it was called uh, National Gun Violence Awareness Day. And in on June, and they're calling June 2023 is National Gun uh, 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 Violence Month, a whole month. And it, the bill that uh, was passed on this was called uh, H.R. It's the H-R-E-S 499. And I, I was really thinking about that. You know, here we are, Violence Awareness Month. You know, Violence Awareness Day. You know something, folks, i got to say something. You know, I've been aware for a long time that there's violence going on. I mean, we just had another mass shooting. I mean, all of a sudden we're declaring a day and a month. I would rather see us have us declaring that we have some rules and regulations and take these horrible weapons off the street already. You know, I mean, how much more awareness do we need? Every time I turn the radio on or or watch the television news, there's another shooting. You know, I remember the first time it happened. I said, oh, my God, this is happening in the United States? Well, you got to start thinking about it. You really do. And I call, you know, for me, when I talk about what I believe that women have to come to the forefront and stand up and say enough is enough, why do I say that? First of all, I say it because the children are our future. What kind of future are we going to give them with all this violence going on? And what kind of, how, much, how much trust do they have on us if we cannot even pass regulations to protect them? I mean, think about that. You know, and people have to be aware what happens to one mother's son. And I don't care what color she is, I don't care what sexual orientation they are. I don't care any of that stuff. If it happens to one mother's son, it can happen to any mother's son. And if you decide to become a mother and bring a child into the into this world, I personally believe it is your obligation to do something. At least write a letter to the editor or call your your congressman or your senators or your local people and say do something. I mean I have to do a shout out to the women in Petaluma there was a big big rally in Petaluma California for against gun to get some gun control going women standing in the streets demanding protection for their children and until we stand arm in arm hand in hand you know there's a there's a there's a my poem I wrote called I am women I am all women I go beyond religion I go beyond color I am a woman first and the great Creator or the great Spirit, whatever one to call it, put in my body the ability. Almost gave me the whole secret of the universe to bring to bring forward life. And I don't care if you've had children or not had children. There's a there's a thing in there. There's a there's a way as women that we know about this. You know, I think about what what that woman uh, what was her name, Marjorie Green said that if you adopt a child, you're not a real mother. Are you kidding? You're a woman. You understand what it is to be a mother, whether you adopt it or whether you have it on your own or whether you raise one of your, your uh, relative's children. So there's, there's a lot there's a lot to think about it, you know, when you start thinking about it. You know, I, I, I sometimes sit down and I just say to myself, how is it that we are a species that had the capacity to build an airplane and fly in the air like a bird and we cannot sit down and figure a way to make the life and the planet a better place for our children to live that we are so destructive it's just amazing to me and I don't mean to sound negative about it but it's not it's what I'm trying to say is think about it and think what you can do because if each one of us stood up if each one of us did something it would be amazing I mean when you look at the pride parade I mean, these people, they talk about discrimination. I mean, for God's sakes. And yet they keep moving forward and forward and forward and forward. Why? Because they know who they are. They know that in order to have peace on Earth, in order to have a place in this planet, you have to stand up and be heard. So that's the end of my rant for the day. Well... We are not going to be doing our history as our strength because we've got so much history in this room. It's amazing. So what I'm going to do is we're going to play the first uh, song that we're going to play. It's called Heal the World, and it's uh, sung by Candice Payne. And the reason, the reason that I, I, I picked this song is because when you look at acceptance, that, that's how we're going to heal. When we begin to understand and accept one another for who we are. You know, that to me, in my own little mind, the one rule should be do no harm. You know, if you don't like something, don't do it. You know, it's the same thing with abortion. If you don't believe in it, don't do it. But don't stop the rest of the world. Don't push your beliefs on them. Because, you you know, the, Indian, the Native Americans say it's so beautiful until you walk a mile in somebody's boots. You really don't understand where they are, and I agree with that 100%. So, Heal the World, sung by uh, Constance Payne, is really, to me, is a real heartfelt song, and I think it really it really finds its place with what we were talking about today. When we return, joining me in the studio is uh, Annie, excuse me, Amy Nykamp, President of the National Organization for Women, the Sonoma County chapter, and also joining us at the studio is my dear sister friend, Celeste Uh, Austin Celeste is a member of the Juneteenth Planning Committee. She's also an activist in our community and just a a wonderful, wonderful union being. Uh, We will be talking about the Pride Parade and its history in Sonoma County, what happened on Saturday, June 2nd. Rumor has it that this was the largest parade to date, and I believe things are changing one step at a time, plus persistence. Persistence. And we have seen this in the pride community, which for me is an example of what ordinary, passionate, persistent people can do to facilitate change. Special shout out to all those who participated in the parade and also who made it happen. So let's go ahead, Ken, and play Heal the World.
4: There's a place in your heart, and I know that it is love, and this place could be much brighter than tomorrow, and if you really try, in this place you will find Better place For you and for me And the entire human race There are people dying If you care enough for the living Make a better place Make a better place Make a better place If you want to know why There's a love that cannot lie if we try we will see in this bliss we cannot feel fear or dread A better place, make a better place, make a better place, make a better place,
2: make a better
4: place.
2: Yes, that's what we all hope for. We hope that we can make a better place. For you folks just joining, I want to remind my listeners that the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, and Women's Spaces. Welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces and I'm your host Elaine B. And with further Without further ado, I want to introduce my two guests joining me in the studio, uh, the National uh, Amy and ICAP, who's the National Organization for Women Sonoma County chapter and also Celeste uh, Austin, who is a member of the Juneteenth Planning Committee, also an activist in our community, and a wonderful, wonderful all-around friend. Welcome, ladies. Welcome to Women's Bases. Ah, Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. This is wonderful. Well, you know, you know, you both went to the to Pride Parade, you know, and I'm really sorry that I wasn't there, and I thought maybe you would give me a little bit of feeling. <laughs> so the, the first question I have for both of you is, uh, you know, Describe what the parade was like and what your experience was like being there. I understand that this parade was one of the the biggest here in Sonoma County. Let's start with you, Celeste. What was that?
5: Give me a description of the parade. (laughs) It was amazing. It was awesome. And um, I try to make it to the parade every year here in Sonoma County in particular. I used to head down to San Francisco, but I don't do that so much This year, what I was just moved by was the children who were participating in the parades. The little ones who came out with their parents and their tias and their uncles and grandmothers participating, walking in the parade, waving flags and just smiling and having a good time skipping and jumping. And that children's energy is just so magical. It's really magical. Oh, yeah. And there were unicorns there, too. So there was some magic there. Um, it was a long parade. It was a big parade. A lot of different organizations and a lot of, um, of our public officials. Uh, I, I hadn't seen that many police cars and sheriff automobiles and even the boat in a long, long, long time. But I understand, too, that there was a need for a higher presence of safety because of some of the chaos and craziness that's going on in in our country. Um, I want to really give a shout out to the seniors who were there. Uh, a group that started off as LVAC, Lesbian Voter Action Caucus, has now morphed into another organization. And, you know, we just continue to carry the fight. We continue to do it. I personally am connected with various organizations, various causes, but I like to go to the parade and just enjoy it. I like to be on the sidelines and just cheer people on. I was just thrilled to see our mayor marching down the street, walking down the street, strutting in her colorful attire, just having a good time and just connecting with the people, you it's know. Natalie
2: Rogers. Shout Natalie out Rogers. Natalie. Uh oh, yeah. shout
5: out and you know, she made me feel so special by coming over and handing me a flag and then a big hug and it really just warmed my heart. You know, this is about building relationships. This is about community. And so it was also good to see Mike Thompson there. He makes it every year, but I've not seen him in such a bad-ass car. He was in some old classic car that was cooler than all cool, you know. (laughs) And there was Mike Thompson who fights for us, you know, uh, in Washington and gets stuff done. Um, also a shout out to Lori Fong, who, uh, you know, stepped forward and went over to Montgomery High School when it was in crisis. She'd been the principal for many years, and she was one of the honorees this year, which was really uh, fantastic. There were other honorees too. I'll mention their names later, but it was uh, it was inclusive. It was beautiful. Boy, it I, was powerful.
2: I'm so sorry we missed it. I mean, it was really, but you know, something, you get older, so all of a sudden you just can't seem to be getting away. So I'm so happy that I can have this one. I mean, I'm just excited just hearing about it. And now I want to hear from Amy. Amy, I, I have to describe to my listeners, Amy's dressed in this beautiful, beautiful rainbow, just amazing rainbow dress. And it's just beautiful. So, Amy, tell me. At what your what your experience was, and you know it's interesting because you both come from a different perspective. You know, you're kind of a straight woman, and and uh, Celeste is a is a is a lesbian woman, and it's it's just two perspectives. So tell us what your
5: perspective uh, with, with similarities is. too.
2: Well, you're both women. Hey, go ahead.
0: I had a marvelous time, and I think it was my first Pride Parade. Um,
2: you were there with the Episcopal Church.
0: I was, and I did not march in it because I wanted to see the effect mm-hmm. of the parade, mm-hmm. and there was, mm-hmm. it was quite extraordinary. Not only were there officials, not only were there um, the Episcopalian Church represented, but there were a lot of um, other churches and um, Ray Torah was represented, and um Nair Shalom from Qatadi was was represented the the um Center for spiritual living. spiritual living was mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. there the, the, It was just an amazing support from the religious community all over. and that to me tells me something that we're trying to to show support for all human beings, not just the ones that we think belong in our little denominations or our exactly, groups. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, what, what are they? That really sounds just marvelous. I mean, to me, to me, this is an example of when people just stand up and keep moving forward. I mean, it's so blatant to me, and it's just congratulations to everybody. I mean, just, it just, it's just amazing that all this, all this happened, and you know that right here in our in our community well you know you know you're both too different you're, you're too different like i said amy is a straight married woman part of the episcopal church you know uh, celeste is in a woman loving relationship which is you know which is very which is part of you know talk about a little bit about what your perspective is let's talk to to amy about it. i mean how do you feel being there as a straight woman what what is what is your feeling what is your thought
0: well I have family members as well as friends who are in the LGBTQIA community, and it is very important for me to be there, mm-hmm. um, to be a member of the community, not just an ally, but to actually stand up and mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. So um, it it wasn't enough for me to stay on the sidelines. I was also working at the one of our booths, and um, I make sure that I – promote pride month and pride it Mm -hmm. pride shouldn't just be for the lgbtq uh community Mm -hmm. we all should be proud Mm -hmm. of humanity and we don't always show that love for each other and it's really critical that we do
2: well, you know, there's an old saying. I mean, you, it's interesting that the churches should be out there because they belong out there. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, who's your, we're all neighbors. We're all just part of the, the human family. You know, the rainbow. That's I, I remember when they first came out with that rainbow. I remember I was living in L.A., and I remember the first time I saw that, and I thought, my God, that's just like God's garden, you know? I mean, that's so beautiful. So th- thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Well, well, Celeste, here you are. You're in a lovely relationship with Linda Franklin. I mean, you just both of you are just the uh, cat's meow to me. <laughs> you know, talk about here was the Pride Parade, and, and you've been you've been active. I mean, you know, as a young woman, you had your own challenges when you had to come out yourself. What was your feeling? feeling when you were at the parade this year and what what what, what did it evoke in you?
5: Ah. A, a lot of a lot of different emotions. I mean as we're as I'm doing the interview and in here with you and and you know here with Amy, um it takes me back to the Pride Parade 2023 takes me back to nineteen seventy three when I left my home state of Iowa, because I came out of the closet, and it also meant that I left school, I dropped out. I say I left Decorah, Iowa, but it was almost like I got ran out of town, too. That was a lot of years ago um, when um, being out and being proud was extremely dangerous. You know, people's minds, people's hearts, people's understanding and openness to uh, LGBTQ plus I folks. And back then it was lesbians, dykes, and gays. You know, it was just a, you know, we just kind of clumped in one gap. But it has, we've expanded, we've grown, we've sto- we stand on each other's shoulders. Uh, it was a very difficult time. And sometimes when gay folks come out of the closet, too, it means you lose your family. And for years or uh, for a period of time, I lost my family because I remember my mother when I came out and said, hey, you know, I left school because of this, you know, because I'm gay. She said, and I wrote a poem about this for um, a reader's theater group at the Center for Spiritual Living. She said, I think it's best if you don't come home for a while. And so it's about not being able to return home. And the same holds true, too, in some circles, in some families, that, you know, they're just ashamed of their kids or they're afraid for their children to be out and to be different. So to be able to be my full self you know, uh, bantering and laughing and supporting and being out and gay and proud, you know, at 71 is really a blessing. It is really powerful. It's powerful to live in a community that is more open and affirming because that was not the case back in the day-day. And I'm not calling out specific churches, but people fortunately have grown. They have learned that you know it's not a sin to be gay let God decide you know let your creator decide Um, let your actions speak loudly and that's one thing I feel very proud about is my actions speak for who I really am
2: well I'll tell you Celeste I could not have put it more beautifully (laughs) so I'm going to ask both of you you know we're coming to the end of this segment. It goes very quickly. I know it's that it's too you know, short. You no, know, time. This time just runs out. So what I would like, what I would like to know from you, what would you like people to, what would you have liked people to walk away with, just one or two things. And also, you, what would you like? And then if there's any websites or anything to help people can get a hold of you. If there, anybody else has any further question, so what, Amy? What, what did you hope? And then you know what what is happening is so in line with now's philosophy. You know and so how how does that all all come together for you
0: so now's philosophy is to have a lot of um to to, to be affirming for your sexuality for your gender identity we are uh, an organization that is there to support you and to to advocate for you um and what i would hope people got get out of the parade um, in the future, as well, would be how well this town comes together, and and how much support there is in Sonoma County for um, for people to be themselves, and um, and I would hope that more people would. Be interested in joining NOW, the National Organization for Women, because we are not just for women, but for human beings and who they are, as they are. And uh, you can reach me uh, at info at org um, anytime, and uh it, I guess that's that's what I have to say. <laughs> well, I want
2: to say to Amy, what I love about Amy is that I love watching her blossom as this wonderful president <laughs> of this wonderful organization. Now, we go Thank through it. our own struggles, but it's just wonderful to hear you express yourself in that way. It's so comforting to me, and so it really lets us know what now is all about. And Celeste, what do you hope people walk away with?
5: I hope that people can understand that we didn't just get here overnight that this parade that we had with the support and just the the uh, diversity within who showed up and with who per- participated in it, it didn't happen overnight. This has been a long and a hard-fought struggle by many, by the gay community in general. And part of that was based upon the AIDS epidemic and what that did to open us up, enlighten us and the pain we went through losing so many of our brothers and sisters. And so for those who are younger, power to you. But realize, too, that you stand on our shoulders, just like African-American folks. I stand on the shoulders of my grandparents, uh, my great-grandparents. I didn't get to be where I'm at today because I just worked hard. It was because of the advocacy. It was because of their struggle. It's like when Angela Angela Davis says in her book, if they come in the morning, they come in the morning for me, they will come in the evening for you. So realize that we have to have each other's back, and we have to just continue to be open and caring and loving and know that the struggle is still there.
2: And we're all part of it. Mm-hmm. We're a mm-hmm. family of humanity. You know, in fact, I want to, part, I want to start a community. I don't like socialism. I don't like communism. I don't like capitalism. I like humanism. That's
5: what I like. Well, so- and, and that's really wonderful, but Elaine, you know, I gotta jump in here because that's a very holistic way of seeing humanity. At the same time, because I walk around this county as an African American lesbian woman, I stick out in different ways. So I have to be aware of the differences that are out there for those people who don't see me and see the humanity and my humanness and my beauty, but I have to watch my back.
2: Well, I just hope that programs like this, the Pride Parade, maybe one day there'll be a radio show Mm -hmm. where a young Mm -hmm. African-American woman can say, I feel safe in this world. Mm -hmm. So really, thank you both, Celeste, Austin. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest, and for Amy MyCamp. thank you so much to both of you for coming in and explaining and letting us know about the pride, but also for being two (laughs) strong women who can open up and speak their truth. Mm-hmm.
5: I really I'm
2: <laughs> <Ashe, Ashe. laughs> well folks this has been wonderful and we're going to take another musical break and then i'm going to be having uh, uh, jane Sorensen on who's going to be doing a fundraiser for uh the peace town and the, pi- the song i've picked is called peace on earth by lizzie it is i mean we're going to be doing the peace town this is a perfect the perfect song so go ahead ken let's go ahead and play that
3: Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me.
0: Let
3: there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. The earth as our mother,
0: children
3: all are we. Walk my sisters and brothers In perfect harmony Let peace on earth prevail Let this be the moment now With every step I take May this be my solemn vow with me I love that song,
2: Let There Be Peace on Earth, and Let It Begin with Me by Lizzie. It's just amazing. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine Behold. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Joining me in the studio is Jane Sorison. She's leader and founder of the Pointless Sisters, who will be performing June 9th at the Hood Mansion at Hood Regional Park in Santa Rosa, which is going to be a a fundraiser for Peacetown in Sebastopol. So welcome. Welcome, Jane. Welcome to Liv- we're, uh, Women's Spaces.
6: Thank you, Elaine. It's nice to be here.
2: It really is. And, you know, I just want to tell folks a little bit because you're be- doing a, a, a fundraiser for Peacetown. Peacetown is in downtown Sebastopol. It's a place... Uh, where lovers of peace gather as a community to incubate and promote peaceful, coexistence, kindness, love, and joy. As we join this community and come to understand the principles of peace, they create a community that lives and breathes peace and helps to keep us all inspired and filled with heart, mind, and beauty, love, and joy. So anyway, welcome. And is it okay if I tell my folks just a little bit about Of course. Well, Jane Sorrison is the leader of the Pointless Sisters Band in, in all its various forms for nearly 40 years. She's also leader of Susie's uh, Last Resort Band and a member of the performing quartet Memory Lane Combo. After 28 years of service, she retired from the County of Sonoma Department of Health Services Division of Mental Health. Uh, Jane is also a licensed registered nurse and marriage family therapist. Among her many accomplishments, she's president, and I got to find out about this one, <laughs> president of the nonprofit SaveTheTurtles.org, and facilitates a weekly brief support group pet parents oh boy I know that one mm-hmm. she is married and the proud mother of two grown sons Three. three? Oh my goodness <laughs> and she's she reminds me of my mother-in-law she's little she's a little <laughs> gal here and here she had three beautiful sons well congratulations <laughs> Thank and you. welcome anything you'd like to add
6: that's about it.
2: Well, listen. To begin with, you know, well, first of all, we got to, later on. You got to tell me about the turtles. You know, I will because indeed. it shows me there's a level of compassion that, that oh, you yes. have. But begin with tell us how you first your inspiration to be a singer. What was interesting to read that your mother would sing World War II songs to you. I thought that was fascinating. You know, what, which was one of your favorites, and what, what inspired you? What be what made well, you want to become a
6: singer? I sang I sang in the church choir from the time. I was about 12, I think, and old enough to be in the choir. And uh, and I sang in school, in high school. I always loved music. My mother says, you asked about um, songs from World War II. There was a song called Bell Bottom Trousers, Coat of Navy Blue. I, I don't know who knows it. Nobody, probably. But my mother said I used to sing it in my, she would put a, playpen outside on the lawn. And I would be at, when I was three years old, I would be singing that song where I got it from. I don't know. But I always loved music. I loved singing. My dad had a beautiful voice and he sang all the time as well. But my mom sang to the radio. And I was, you know, just by her knee and I picked up all these songs. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because in the group, the quartet that I'm in, we do a lot of these songs we do in the mood and good night, sweetheart. Uh, we do uh, in another band, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree, that's with the Pointless Sisters, I'll Be Home for Christmas. We do a Chattanooga Choo Choo, I'll Be Seeing You, uh, White Christmas, Sentimental Journey. So now, after all these years, I'm in a, the quartet, and we're doing all these songs that, that I know. I know the lyrics too.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because my song of that era was My Mere Mr. Shane. My mere Mr. Shane, I want you to explain that the Andrew sisters used to sing that. My My father used to sing that to me all the time. Well, how, as an adult, as you start moving through your teenage years, and all of a sudden you discover you're, you're, you have a voice, you want to sing, you know, where, where did you get the inspiration and the courage? Was there any one person, or uh, what, what,
6: what? Well, I was actually discouraged by a, a voice coach my parents took me to when I was 11, because I sang all the time, and uh, so they wanted to know if I really had any talent, so I went into a little room, and uh, I forget what song, of course, sang a song, uh, we walked out back to where my parents were, and they said, "Well, does she have any talent?" And he said, "Sadly, no." So,
2: oh, you, know I, that, you know what that reminds me of, Jane? <laughs> on my on my report card, my kindergarten <laughs> report card, the teacher wrote, "Children uh, Elaine should understand. Children should be seen and not heard." And here we are on the radio, and somebody said that to you, and here you have the, have developed a band and done well. That TV made me
6: sing more, oh. and so. I- <laughs> So I learned, I learned... Uh,
2: You're perfect for women's music.
6: <laughs> I like to sing background. I like to sing harmony parts to the leads that would come on the radio. 50s and 60s music was just wonderful music. I used to go down to American bandstand in South Philly and, uh, you know, stand in line, wait for these long lines to get into bandstand and just would, I was just so inspired and just in awe of the performers they would have there, the dancers. Just, it was you know, its always a part of my life. Oh,
2: wait a minute. So you actually were a teenager going into the, the what, what was the name of the program again?
6: Uh, American Bandstand American, on yes, TV. With, with, yeah. Dick,
2: with Dick Clark?
6: Yes, with oh Dick Clark. God,
2: did you ever meet him?
6: Yeah, but, but mostly we would meet Ed McMahon on the sidewalk, and he would... Now, this is, I guess I can say this, He would come down with all the little teenagers, all the girls waiting, hopefully, to get picked to go in and actually stare at your chest to make sure that you were developed enough for
2: for, for TV, public TV. Thank God things have changed. (laughs) Well, Well, here you are you know, you're a mother, you know, you've, you've gone through a career, you know, you're 78 years old, you know, and, and you're, you're a woman band leader. I mean, the the thing when, when a shout out to my dear friend, Shakina Black, I love her. She recommends these, all these different women to me that are just inspiring. Mm -hmm. But here you are, how, what, what, talk about that evolution. I mean, how many women band leaders are there to begin with?
6: I don't know, probably not too many. And, uh, I you know how we started was uh singing I, we had a little in, uh we were charting our end of shift notes and at the uh inpatient psych unit at the end of a shift and a radio, a radio song came on. It was the Shirelles. I started singing someone else, started singing someone else, and we had this harmony going on. And then another song, song came on. We did it again. And down the hall came a doctor who said, oh my gosh, it's the Pointless Sisters. And we just laughed and said, well, hey, maybe one day, who knows? So I thought about that for a long time. And when I, when I turned 40, I woke up in the morning, I said, Oh, it's my birthday. What do I want to do now? I'm 40. Yikes. I said, I've never been in a band. I've never had a real band. And I'd love to sing. And I, and I said to myself, Well, are you a good singer? I said, Not really. But I'm, uh, but I'm a good harmony singer. (laughs) And I can dance. So I and I was a good dancer. So I decided to go for it and just put started to put things together little by little. There were uh, four women in our original group, three of them are gone. From cancer, or other, an accident, very I'm sad, and uh, yeah.
2: But I want you to stop one second. Okay, I want you to, okay. Where did you get that inner confidence to do that? Oh. What, 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 what was your drive? I mean, here you are. You come from a background. You, the the teacher tells you that you really don't have a voice, and you're still <laughs> singing. You do this harmony while you're working, and then all of a sudden, what? How how did you how did you take that leap to have that confidence you know, in yourself?
6: I, I'm not sure. I don't think I really had confidence. I just had a drive, and I think you had I was. Passion. I had passion. Yes,
2: that's it. That's it. That's,
6: that's it. it. I just had a passion for music, and and then as things evolved, and we we went out to tracks, and we got little jobs here and there. I had no I had no band behind me. I finally did. Uh, attract a band from the group wh- where uh, where i worked in the daytime and uh we performed for uh various uh, uh like uh, women's health organizations all kinds of of groups that needed money. We did fundraisers about every five months for about two years. And then they got tired of us and said, no more, go, you know. They used to introduce us as legends in our own mind, the Pointless Sisters. But so we said, okay, fine. So then we, I made tracks. I went down and spent a ton of money making uh, karaoke tracks and having the backs removed so you had almost just a clean track. And so we did that for a few years. And then... Uh, started to get popular, believe it or not. We started to get these little gigs at birthday parties with our little track machine. And then our track, our engineer died as well. He passed on. Wonderful guy. Uh, I love so many people along the way. But so now what am I going to do? So I, one night I said to my husband, we had a gig, it was going to be out in Gurnville with Susie Fahiri at the Midway Cafe. And she's, and uh, I said to my, he's, my husband was a, it, Uh, senior uh, information systems tech for the city. I said, do you know anything about running sound? He said, no. I said, well, you do now. Get on out to (laughs) Gurnville and run this machine. That's what we did.
2: Oh, my God, what a story. I mean, what an inspiration you are for other women. I mean, it shows when you have passion. And you, you have a desire, and you're not afraid to move forward. You're not afraid to speak out. You're not afraid what people think about you.
6: You know, I'm a little bit afraid, but I do it anyway. So that's the passion part. You know, I, I get nervous even performing now, you know.
2: Well, how did you come up with, I know, that what with this Pointless Sister? Oh, it's because mean? it's a takeoff a po- on the
6: pointer, the pointer Sisters, which is, of course, the most marvelous, <laughs> one of the best groups in the in the world. And uh, so the, so he called us Pointless you know, saying you know, forget it. You're not going to go anywhere with this little group. I and would think. I would
2: think the name alone would attract. You I kept know.
6: trying. Well, I kept trying to get rid of it. No, no, you have to be that. So I added wise p o y n t l y s s s i s t a r s for stars. So it wasn't so pointless. But yeah, it's a terrible name. But I got stuck with it, and that's that. Well, I think
2: I think it's kind of a. You know, when you say you know, sometimes you will. Name something the opposite of what you exactly. mean. you're making a point, but you know it's like kind of a it's kind of a a comedy thing. Right. Well, you know, before we go into the uh, that you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing this event at the at you know this uh, right. this fundraiser Fridays at now. the Hood, yes. But what I want you to talk about is this church for a few minutes about okay. this turtle. How what is the Turtle Foundation and how did you get involved and why is that important? Well,
6: this also came from my the day job with Sonoma County Mental Health. I had um, it was just the the idea of one of my nurses that I worked with uh, loved sea turtles. Uh, just felt like we had to do something to say, because it was all over the news. Sea turtles were dying, species were endangered, oil spills everywhere. So she, we got together and we said, let's make a nonprofit organization. So uh, she became CEO, I'm president, we have a board, and it's very official, you know, through the state, taxes, everything. But it's the only wholly nonprofit sea turtle rescue organization. Organization in the world, and so where do we get our money? We get private donations from all over the world. They come from different countries. It took a long time to get that going to get a really nice website up and running. That's safeturtles.org. and uh, we most of our money goes to uh, the beaches in Costa Rica at Parazmina, Costa Rica, where the uh, CEO of our company has a home, a little home. It's a village. Actually, you have to go by boat to get there, about a mile and a half on a river, and uh, and that's where a lot of sea turtles nest, and uh, leatherbacks and green sea turtles. And they, we built, we were able to build a nursery, a hatch, a hatchery, because of the poachers. All of our money goes to uh, the patrols, the locals who get paid to patrol.
2: You mean to tell me? You got this idea, and now it's become global, and now you have a global place. Well, and once again, you know, <laughs> I mean, you just proved the point. An ordinary woman working with other women having an extraordinary and compassion for life. That's what it is. Yes. You know, like we, we were talking at the beginning, as women, we bring forward life. We need to have compassion for all life because all life is part of the Correct. planet. So I really thank you for sharing that. And now to my listeners, we are going to switch back about the Pointless Sisters <laughs> because also due to the fact that uh, Jane is one of the few if uh, women band leaders talk about what does a band leader do and how did you become the band leader oh
6: my gosh well because i i formed a band <laughs> it was my band and, and uh you know uh muddy muddy rivers who is a wonderful bass player who had this Simplistics band became our uh backup he he hired the pointless sisters to open shows for him wonderful guy also gone a uh, lovely guy, uh, and I owe I owe a lot to him because he assembled a lot of musicians who uh, decided to come with me, and uh, it's a long, long story that one, and a kind of sad story. But in any way, I've suddenly had a band on my hands. I mean, a real band, uh, the and they rhymes.
2: were. <laughs> I had a band on my hands. <laughs> they
6: were they were dedicated to you know this project, the Point and the Sisters project, and I was the leader. We rehearsed at my house. I did all of the promo. I went around to get gigs at all, at restaurants, at bars, at clubs, wherever I could. That's the hard part. And then when you talk about what's difficult about being a band leader, the most difficult thing is making set lists. And uh, here's how it starts. You can see this jumble of spaghetti, but because... We call them storyboards. (laughs) Oh, good. That's a good name. (laughs) So that's the hardest thing because in a band with 10 members, a 10-piece band, you have to have subs for every slot in case someone gets sick, someone goes on vacation, someone has other obligations. And and making a set list up when you have to change them from, from time to time. It's rare that you can use the same set list two two gigs in a row because of substitutions and different obligations that other people have. That's the hard part. And you have to juggle the leads and the tempos to make a set list. And you have to remember that that vocalists I love them all dearly, but there's some competition, and you have to make sure that you can balance your set list so that everyone gets a fair share. So it sounds like a band these.
2: leader is a, a big administrator. It's really hard.
6: You have to do all the paperwork, the taxes, the forms. Oh,
2: ah. Did you do it?
6: <laughs> I do it. Yeah, I do.
2: Amazing. Where do you, again, and then you get up and you leave the band and sing with them.
6: That's right. And do choreography, teaches choreography. Again, and
2: where, again you know, it, 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 it reminds me of me sitting down and writing a script.
6: <laughs> yes, there you, you know, go.
2: You just write the script and you say, wait a minute, how is this going to come out? You know, you, you have it on paper, but you don't know what's going to happen exactly. once, once it gets up exactly.
6: there. Exactly. There's so much talent in this band. I can't, some of the top musicians and vocalists in the Bay Area. So, I mean, I'm so proud and pleased to be able to do uh, to be a band leader for this type of, this caliber of musician. It's just incredible.
2: Well, I have to say this. Jane Sorison. I'm very proud of you. I mean, listening to your story and, you know, Thank like you. I said, I relate to you. You know, that, <laughs> they wrote that in that report garden. Here we are <laughs> on the air on the radio, right? And here you are telling you and you're doing this wonderful band that does some great, great fundraisers. Well, we're coming very quickly to the end of the segment, so talk a little bit about the the fundraiser you're doing for Peace. It's going to be at the Hood Mansion in Hood Mountain Regional yeah. Park.
6: Friday's at the Hood. It's the pl- It's the plum of the summer, so we're so delighted to be uh, included this year as we have been in the past. We had that horrible time of COVID when we couldn't, uh, you know, there was nothing going on. So we're so excited to be back. It's a, certainly a worthy cause. Uh, all hail to, to Jim Corbett for doing Peacetown. What a wonderful event that is for the county. So we're going to give it our all. We're going to do just give him a great show. We're rehearsing tomorrow for that show. And we're going to just put our very best out there.
2: And it's going to be June 9th. June 9th, yes. 6 to 9 p.m. It's this Saturday coming up. Friday. Friday, this Friday coming up. Where is the hood mount? Highway
6: 12 and take a left. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. It's a, I just go there automatically. You know, I don't even actually know. Is it, I don't know if it's pithy. I'm not sure.
2: Well, we have definitely come to the end of our segment, John (laughs) Sarrison, so any last words, any message, you know, this is women's space is dedicated to ordinary yes. women like yourself <laughs> who has created I do have
6: a message programs. and the message is for girls, young women of uh, women of any age. If you if you have a desire, if you're a musician, you love music, you sing, you dance, and you think, how can I do this? What do I have to do? Just do it. Be be Assemble people, go to people, reach out and say, I want to put this uh, band together, this ensemble, this quartet, this or that. Do it. And you will be amazed at what you can attract. Don't be shy about it. Just say in your head, what do you want? A six-piece band? Get musicians, go around, talk to people, and you will be amazed. They'll come to your house and rehearse in your garage, and you will have a band band. Just, want, just don't give up and just do it. It used to be a male-dominated field, um, but women are really making uh, big marks in this industry.
2: Well, it sounds like I'd like you to give our folks your email, how they can get in touch with you for the yeah. inspiration. What is your email or website, the pointless? The,
6: the website is uh, psband.net. That's simple. The email is psband. R-O-X at AOL.com, P.S. Band Rocks
2: at AOL. Well, and reminders, my folks, all the information that has been given today, all the emails and all that good stuff is all on www.womenspaces.com. Well, Jane Sorensen, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You've been an absolute delight for being in here on Women's Space. Thank you so for,
6: much, Elaine.
2: And encouraging. I mean, you're so encouraging to me, and I thank you for that. And you know, it, it, what she's talking, you're talking about being a band leader. I don't care what a woman wants to be. If you make up your mind, you follow your passion, and you don't, you know, don't listen to what other and people say. And don't, right? give, don't up. give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. So thank you so much, Jane You're very
6: welcome. Thank you.
2: And I look forward to seeing, I look look forward to hearing your band. Thank you. Anyway, this has been a very exciting (laughs) program for everybody. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holt. You've been listening to Women's Bases, and I want to thank you all for listening. And a, a special reminder, remember, our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. You know, and you listen to three ordinary women doing such extraordinary things, being so out there and so honest. We need to support that. We need to support one another. And we need to recognize more than ever, the the most important thing is that we as human beings must have choice and must have dominion over our own bodies. We cannot let a government step in and tell us what to do, when to have children, how to go to sleep, or whatever they think they can do. And There's a lot to think about, there really is, you know. And I want to thank all everybody for listening, anyway. This is Elaine B. Holtz. Like I said, you've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next
1: time. She's waiting, and she'll take you home now. The woman in your life, she can work.
0: The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, June 5, 2023.